Hey friends, thanks for tuning in to the Church Planner Podcast. Before we started today, wanted to tell you about a really special opportunity. Our friends at the Micro Church Conference put on by Brave Future, um, happening April 18th through the 20th in Kansas City. This is for all of you who are wondering what is a new kind of paradigm for missional church planting and church multiplication through smaller expressions of church, what they call rediscovering the smaller way. It's happening April 18th through the 20th. Kansas City is being hosted by Kansas City Underground. It's going to be a great weekend. And they've given us four free registrations to give away. Normally the price is $90, but we will get you into the conference for free. We have four of those. What you can do to enter is go on our Instagram at Church Planter Podcast. And there you'll find um, a, a DM button. Click that DM button. Send us a DM with your email on it and your name and where you serve. So email, name, where you serve, and you'll be entered to win one of four micro church conference registrations. You just get yourself to Kansas City and uh, you can be there and learn a ton from our friends at Brave Futures. Hope you enjoy the show today. The illustrious Jabba bids you welcome. <laughs> I'm going to regret this. I'm Pete Mitchell. He's Peyton Jones. And this is the Church Planner Podcast, brought to you by Church Planner Magazine. Hey, Church Planner, this is Pete Mitchell. And this is Peyton Jones. And you're listening to the Howdy Doody Howdy Show. Howdy Doody Show in stereo. <laughs> I was like, how did he do that? How did he do that? That so wigged me out, man. <laughs> okay. Ooh, my cough was in stereo. You're, you're listening to the Church Planner Podcast. In which uh, the first half hour, or however long it ends up being on this one, might be a little bit shorter... Uh, really has nothing to do with church planning whatsoever. <laughs> and we just, cough in your face. It's just really our excuse to catch up on each other's lives. This is how we do friendship right here. Yeah, you know how I just coughed into the mic? It's like, well, I did turn my head a bit, but it, that's kind of what we do for you for you know a few minutes here is we, we cough in your digital face. Just think of it like that. You're I welcome. have so many funny stories that I would normally tell you. But yes, all I can think of is, okay, my pastor, Justin, you call him Dustin because he stole my peed away. It's a sore topic. It's a sore topic. He, um, he's, he's told me from time to time that, you know, he listens to our podcast in the car and he'll be in the car with his kids. And, you know, I think his oldest is like maybe a freshman in high school or something like that. And I remember one time. She was like, not about guns again. <laughs> so I really have these funny stories I want to tell you. And all I can imagine is just this pastor's daughter in the car going, Dad, really? Really? <laughs> and so I hope you're not peeing. I hope that's not what I hear. I was just going to put a disclaimer there. Uh, <laughs> Smack Talk does have standards, people. It does. <laughs> not not high. I'm Not actually high. pouring coffee into my Mr. T mug. It's time for tea, fool. Is it a Mr. T E A mug with a picture of him? 
Oh, it so is. Have you not seen this? I have. Well, I've seen a, yeah, I think it was your wife. She put like a Mr. T mug and then I I don't know, some She had one with like, you know, Book a Day Keeps Reality yeah. and had a unicorn on it. That's what it was. Yeah. Yeah. So she funny. was she was a little bit she said, I don't know if I should laugh or be concerned that uh these are the two mugs that we use. We are two completely different people, yet we are one. It's kinda like the <laughs> Trinity, but there's only two of us. And we all know uh who got the the good end in that deal oh pretty much it, uh, it was like, not her <laughs> like i like to say um andrew made one really poor decision and i made one really good one and our marriage is proof of that there you go that's just the way it works out sometimes mm. that's just it so what's new with you man what's, we what's missed international talk like a pirate day you and i were recording on thursday and i left this podcast i went for a run and no sooner do i get out on the sidewalk and i'm listening to another podcast and they're like, hey, and they have like this morning stream. And they're like, hey, it's International Talk Like a Pirate Day. And I'm like, no, we missed that again. First year, we were on it. I remember we did a little bit of erg, you know. And th- I think then- we should do a, a Talk Like a Canadian Day. <laughs> Just be all apologetic. Hey, planning, and- eh? uh, hey you, you hose head, listen up. Uh, you He's know, such you a nice who, fella. Uh- He's such a nice fella. <laughs> uh, remember when you baptized, baptize in water, eh? <laughs> Gotta dunk him down. <laughs> hey, uh, Jelly do- Donut, coming hose head. Uh, I got, a, I got yeah, a little bit church. of, I got a little bit of Irish mixing in with my Canadian and and a little bit of Wisconsin <laughs> too. I, I I think I've, I've I'm not. That's not my skill set. That one right there, not my skill set. Okay, you hosers, we're gonna sing a mighty fortress is our God, eh? And we're gonna sing it to the tune of coo 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 coo. coo. <laughs> he saw Star Wars seventeen times. <laughs> <laughs> Take off, eh? He's lying. Check the machine. Uh, he's definitely lying. <laughs> oh, man. So what's happened with you, man? What's what's new? Well, um, gosh, man. All, all kinds of things happened to me this week. I mean, this has been a crazy week. I'm building yet another curriculum called Citywide, which is... No, network. no, no, no. Oh, I'm not selling it. I'm not no, selling it. No, <laughs> call it by its proper name. Jump school, the city version. No, I'm not doing that. <laughs> I'm telling you. Yes, it is. It's not. But, you know, th- this was the equivalent of train station. But this coming week, Monday and Tuesday, I got people flying in from all over. And I'll It's train so them good you were days. never like a designer at Toyota. They'd be like, oh, what's the name of this car? Jump school. What about this truck? Jump school, the truck. This is the jump school Camry. This one's electric. It's called the jump school Prius. What about this one? That's my jump school SUV. Hey, hey, this all I'm saying is this is jump school as God intended it. This is literally your core team. It was always meant to be a core team training, and I blame this podcast, Pete. I still blame me for using jump school every time, but I blame this podcast that we we gave in to the the desires and wishes of people who said, Hey, will you train me? I can't get out to where you're at. So you know, I took it and I borrowed it from Jump School was always meant to be core team training. And uh, it was it was back then it was team. So in a way, it is kind of like citywide. That's kind of interesting. I hadn't realized that till just now. I, hey, I can not, always rename my other training. I did not follow that conversation one bit. Everything that you did just you said, play? what I heard was wah, 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 wah. Uh, the train is also saying wah, 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 wah. What's that train? 
Why did I not do my homework? Well, well you see. all I can say is you train right now. He's nicer than he normally is because normally he's laying on the horn the whole time. Oh, dude. I was on a call yesterday morning, and even the guy on the other other end of the call went, whoa, dude, what happened? And it was it was the bullet train. So I got a bullet train in the morning. I got a freight train in the evening that just bring the sale value of my house right down. The other guys are okay. They're like, hey, property value, boop, boop. You know, we're not going to affect that. No problem. But the other guys are like, ha, ha, sucker. And, uh, yeah, it, it, it startles even me. And I, I hear trains every day, all day. And uh, that one scares me. Like, you know, when I'm like, good night. <laughs> you know, <it's> <laughs> Great Scott. <laughs> oh, man, that's when it's just too loud. So, I mean, I'm kind of boring. You know, I'm just doing my, uh, I'm plugging away, dude. I, I completely finished all my edits of Jump School. I felt so good. Then it launched um, on Monday, which was rad, which if you guys want, you can, you know, hey, the, the, if you email me and say, hey, I want, um, you know, to still have this special price, I'll give it to you for podcast listeners for uh, tomorrow, which we're filming or recording on a Thursday. It ends on Friday. But anyways, if you guys email me or even message me on Facebook, I'll, I'll let you sign up for a discount. I'll give you a code. But that is launched. That felt super good. But um, I'm actually getting ready for all these guys to fly in Monday and Tuesday and I'm doing a train like Jesus today, which is uh, a modified version of what Mac Lake uh, in his train, the trainer, um, had kind of trained us in. And I've been training that for like four years. And each time I do it, I in my mind, I modify it. So Mac uh, gave me the rights to use it and to modify it. And he, he may actually uh, use the version I have going forward. But man, I am so excited. I got these guys coming. I'm training them how to train people like Jesus, like Paul. And uh, the very first thing we do is we get them out on the streets for the first half of the first day. So right away, you're dropping into that going, man, this is so different mm. from any training I've ever had. And you remember, I, you don't remember how I trained the guys in, in Long Beach, but I'd take them out. And it was, you know, this is very much like what we're going to be doing. That is cool so uh it's funny because uh i have as as people have have heard i have a couple of other podcasts one of which is uh, a a new love of mine uh, as far as podcast is concerned called from concealment it's where i get to take out all my gun aggression i get to take it all out on that podcast uh dustin's daughter right now is getting bummed dude I'm, just no, I'm not talking about the guns. I'm talking about a pastor who shall remain nameless. <laughs> who literally you fool, you ain't talking about Shaft. Literally texts or he uh, Facebooks me a photo of his gun and he goes, "Hey, my new handgun." And then he names off what it is. Ever shoot one? I shoot with. And then he mentions the uh, military branch as that's my new mission field. <laughs> and I'm like, yes. I'm Dude, arming pastors, arming pastors. That's what I do. And then I, I even had uh, another uh, buddy from college. I have not talked to this guy since 1998. And he reaches out to me on Facebook. Hey, uh, my, my my wife pretty much just shares with me all the funny stuff that you post on Facebook. Because all I do is like I hit repost almost every time i see something i think oh i need to share that with pete i look down and it's what pete shared, <laughs> it's what pete shared. 
And he's like, hey, I, I heard about your other podcast. I started listening. I really like this last one because the last one we did was all on um, pastors, the Bible, uh, and guns and Second Amendment and all that stuff. Since I think my I'm start listening to this thing, because you, you know me, I, it's it's not really my love, um, but I I I I would love to listen to you and Dan Sam's talk. Well, for, and that's uh, the thing is Dan Sam's is a pastor, church planner in uh, Ohio, and so I mean he's like any other pastor. He he doesn't turn it off. It's not like he's got you know one persona when he's over here and one persona when he's over there, and so he really wanted to address the whole. You know, should Christians, should pastors, should they have guns? Should they carry guns? Because you and I had to address that on a episode a while back because everyone was like, oh, I don't think pastors should be carrying. I don't think churches should be, you know, endorsing this. And we had to address it. But it was funny. I had this. I mean, I haven't literally talked to this guy since 1998. And he reaches out to me and he's like, hey, I want to get together with you because <laughs> I, I need to ask you some questions. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, dude, my ministry. My ministry is arming pastors. That's what I do. As you should or should not, you decide. And the guy who uh, sent me the picture of uh, this very nice firearm, all I can say is Petey Wanty. Petey <laughs> want one of those. Petey does not have one. He wants one. Uh, my birthday's coming up. Uh, feel free to... Uh, to uh, Send me gift cards since you can't actually send it to me. Uh, state lines and all that. That's but, uh, right. Your birthday usually falls in line with Exponential West. It does. <laughs> normally would be a, you got. I, I gotta go. It's my birthday. Out. You're you're gone. Remember, Justin's daughter listens to the podcast. We can't go any further than that. Or because he's destined to me, do I go further? <laughs> Take that. You took my beat. Now we're even. Hey, so um, anyways, uh, you take my beat, I give you more Pete than you could possibly want. <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> Fight fire with fire. So uh, anyways, what, what else is going on in your life, man? Dude, you know how uh, we've announced a couple of times on the podcast that we're, uh, we're doing this health challenge? Uh, my buddy Wayne is helping. Um, well, he's helping me, and uh, and because he works for me, he's he's now helping some of our our pastors and our church planners to uh, to those who want to do our our health challenge get get healthy, get in shape. Because uh, he's he's literally I don't know anyone who knows as much as this guy. Like everything that he studies on all the scientific studies, finding out what works best, all that type of stuff, and then he like caters a a a weight loss program specific to each person and i don't know what i said on last week's podcast but all of a sudden we just had tons of pastors text in to join really and i was like i gotta go back and listen to that episode i don't know what i said because the time before we had like three like they trickled in and then this time it was like and and Wayne just kind of looks at me and he's like, um, I don't really know that we can handle any more people. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, wow. probably not. That's cool, dude. So if you missed that, uh, you'll have to wait. You'll have to wait, and then you'll have to you'll have to pay. Because uh, you was missed that the last week on this yeah. podcast. Yeah, it was last week. Well done, dude. Because it aired on Monday, and then that's when uh, Monday and Tuesday, just it was like texting like crazy. People were texting in to join it. Wow. So I don't know what I said, but apparently I said something pretty good. 
Apparently, Pete, you sell things when you sleep. I apparently I do. I sell things by accident. Well, they're just called jump school. <laughs> no, I was referring to you. Like you know, I I, I don't sell things. Uh, <laughs> you do sell things. Oh, I do. So I do. <clears throat> that's how I make my money is I sell, and I know that's a sin to many a pastor. But no, uh, how dare you do that, man? You I know. Just give everything for free. I I really should. I mean, you know, except for that paycheck. Pastors believe everything else should be free. That's that is true. That is yeah. true. So uh, our topic, we probably got to get into our topic, huh? Because uh, someone had a little bit of technical difficulty today. Uh, let me uh, let me cue up uh, well, Doc Brown b- here. Before we do that, though, oh, okay. before we do that, I have to ask. So you were asking me what I do. So my happy spot right now, and, and you're going to make fun of me. I know this. I know I'm setting myself up here as a target, but my happy spot right now is to watch that Dark Crystal Netflix thing. What's Dark Crystal? Dude, really? I don't know what it is. Jim Henson, eighties oh, puppets. Yeah, I'm not gonna watch that. Oh my gosh, dude! I, I I get so much pleasure out of watching this stupid Netflix show. I think it's like ten episodes. Oh, like, have you seen the new trailer that just released for El Camino? No, the Breaking Bad movie that comes out on the eleventh of October. Oh. You know what? I did. But no, they I had a new like one that came ago. out this week. Oh. oh, no, I haven't seen they, it. They've had three trailers now. This was the what? third one. I just saw the first one. Dude, see the second and then this one. I'm like, I just happened to have watched the whole Breaking Bad series again like a couple of weeks ago because nothing else was on You know TV. how long it's been since we played that soundbite? Say my name. Oh, I don't even think I have that anymore. <laughs> I think that was like our old sound system. That was a good line. We used to play that one all the time. Say, Say my, my name. name. It, it was usually when we were reading hate mail. Do you remember that? Yeah, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> I totally forgot that. Oh, Pastors funny. would call me out and be telling me how bad I am as a past or as a person, as a Christian, in quotes. <laughs> Say my name. Oh, it's so good. <laughs> Dude, sorry. I right. Yeah, okay, so you're watching the Jim Henson thing. I know. That was it, man. Oh. That was it. I just, I just, I have to give a shout out to this show. It is first episode. I was like, that's not the dark crystal. That's hashtag not my dark crystal. And then, and then after watching like the second one, I'm like, hmm. You know, it's kind of like Ogre on that, mm. you know, it's, it's this like wrinkly old prune lady that grunts all the time. That's how I felt second episode. Then third episode, I was like, you know, okay, we've arrived. We're getting somewhere now. Okay, I'm in. And now it's like my treat. It's like mm. my, you know, like when you give your brain a cupcake, you know, that that's what it feels like to me. Like I'm I don't just, know. Like, I haven't given, had a cupcake in about six months, so dude, I'll take it's your word my, for it. It's it's like okay. I remember I remember making fun of this like self help book when I was like a young you know young adult. Um, I can't remember where I found this thing, but it was like, it was all these things you should do to minister to your inner child. It wasn't a Christian thing, but it was like, you know, one one of the things, and I tried to picture like a grown adult working somewhere in an insurance company going and doing this. And he goes, sometimes I take my shoes off and I make mud snakes with my toes in the mud. And I, and, and I just remember like, that's always been funny to me. Like that will pop into my head. It would, 
make mud snakes with my toes. Um, and it's, it's like mental mud snakes from my toes. It ministers to my inner child. And, uh, and that is all. All righty. Doc, take it away. Great Scott, it's time for this week's topic. Let's get down to the nitty gritty. I gotta find that say my name. Oh yeah. yeah, you see now you're distracted. See that's I what I do. That's what I do at Smack. When you mentioned Netflix, it made me think of the Breaking Bad trailer that I watched, and I was like, I, I can't wait to talk about this on the podcast, and I totally forgot. That's rad. You know, when you play video games, particularly like MMOs, you can silence people with like magic powers. So they, you can take spell casters and you can cast a silence on them and then they can't cast their spells. And I think sometimes when I throw things out there, that's what I've done. I've just gotten you to think about Breaking Bad for the next 30 minutes. You really, I'm telling you, man, I, even though I literally just rewatched all, I think it's five seasons. Did you really? Yeah, I, I did. And I mean, I don't know how many times I've seen all five seasons, but I just did. I'm like, I'm still going to have to rewatch at a bare minimum the last episode, maybe the last two episodes, right? So either I on October say, 11th or right before October 11th. I have that's to when say, it comes out. As far as like show finales um, of all time, that is my absolute favorite. Because don't you wonder what happened to Jesse? No, you know what it is for me is it's it's um, it's Walt's single mindedness. It's the same thing that attracts me to Batman. And that is, you know, this this idea that I have one job. And I think I always relate to that with the gospel. You know, like Paul was. (laughs) Well, good. I'm glad you clarified with the gospel because he is a meth cook. (laughs) No, but his his single mindedness at the end of that is to is to do right by Jesse. That is all he cares about. He doesn't care what it costs him. It doesn't. It's kind of like the the redeeming thing at the end of that is that is his one thing. You know, he's no longer concerned. Like the the, the there's somewhat of a of a human decency that kicks back, which is ironic considering that he builds a. You know, I don't want to ruin it for anyone that hasn't seen it. Come on, man, it's been like eight years, dude. But spoiler alert: time is well past on this. Show. Yeah, you're 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 kind of cheesy. Your sell by date's gone. So, but but the point is, you know that that single like to me the way that ends. And, you know, with with and the fact that they play uh, Goldfinger, which is a Welsh band um, as the very final song of the show also did my heart a little bit of good. I'm just saying 12 years as a missionary there to hear a Swansea band, no less. Not just not just a Welsh band, but Swansea, which was a city I lived in. That's pretty cool. I'll take your word for it because I have no idea. Yeah. Goldfinger. The uh, yeah. Kind of cool. I, I think of Goldfinger. I'm thinking of James Bond. Yeah, I'm just, I'm just throwing that out there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, yeah, but that that is um, to me the best uh, final episode of any show ever. It was. It was great, and that's why I we see actually the potential agree on on something, Pete. <laughs> I know, right? Well, right? and that's why I'm like really looking forward to this movie because you see Jesse driving off as the cop cars are going to the scene he's leaving and And he's he's like he's having a nervous breakdown he's like screaming and yelling he's so excited and happy that he's finally free of the place and that's why i'm like what happened and of course uh you kind of wonder 
you know, did Walt die? Did he not die? And they haven't. I mean, they've been so tight-lipped. Oh, he's alive. We don't know. Yeah, he's alive. Probably. But who knows, right? I mean, you don't know. Oh, speaking of which, <laughs> I know I know. Smack Talk's over. But I got to tell you this, man. So, uh, went to the movies Tuesday. Uh, saw what could be the greatest movie of the year. Yeah. Rambo. You ready for it? You ready Rambo. for this one? Rambo. Last Blood. Of course. You know that was going to be an awesome movie. Did you see it? No, but I'm dying to see it. Oh, my gosh, dude. Let me tell you. It is Don't everything. Spoil it for me. Don't tell me he becomes like gives birth to himself or anything on that equivalent. Everything I gotta say, you would expect from this movie at this stage in Sylvester Stallone's life is what you get in this I'm movie. I'm just going to step out and say, I think that dude is an excellent. He wrote the Rocky films. Okay, Rocky Five never happened, right? Like, don't know what you're talking about. But that dude can act. He can write. And I, I'm sorry, but like Rocky Balboa, straight up good film, awesome writing, good acting. I, actually, I agree with you. I think Rocky Balboa was a great film. Oh my gosh! And you know, I, I, I didn't think the Creed film was as good as other people think. I enjoyed um, the Creed film. I haven't good. seen Creed two. Yeah, now that that one I'm dying to see <clears throat> for obvious reasons. Ivan Drago fights Apollo Creed's son. That's got to be amazing. That's already like on Netflix or not on Netflix. It is. It's, yeah, it's on Amazon. Like Prime. I, yeah, I, I got to yeah. get it. But you know, um, oh, it's on Prime. It's free. No, no, no. I mean Amazon. I got to yeah, yeah. pay for it. So, but it, the Rambo film. So the last one was so freaking good when he's going to get those missionaries. Holy crap, that was a good film. See, I got to go back and rewatch that because I don't remember oh, any part it's brutal, of that. dude. But at the end of this movie, because at first you're like, does, does uh, Rambo die or not? Because I think in every movie he gets shot. No, he and doesn't this is. This is no exception. Well, he doesn't at the... Oh, at the end of this one. Well, this one's the end. And, no. Uh, was but it you no, and me talking no, last no. week about it's, how he breaks down in the first one and has that nervous breakdown? I don't think so. That dude, like to me, First Blood... Oh, that was one of the greatest that, movies ever. Oh my gosh, dude. The fact that, that at the end of that, that he has a nervous breakdown, like that's how the film ends, is he's all holed up in that gas station... And he literally just, he falls to bits, which, you know, it's not like your typical, like, that's what I'm saying is this dude can write intelligent films. Like, Did he write First Blood? Yeah. Yeah, it's PTSD. Yeah, but and, did he uh, write it? I don't know if there was a novel it was based on or not, but I know he wrote the screenplay. Uh, okay, so at the end of this one, they show scenes. Wait, wait. Okay. It's the credit scenes. They're showing scenes from all of the other movies. So they start oh, so off good. in First Blood. And you can oh. tell he's way bigger now. Like he is very oh, muscular yeah. now as opposed to when he was originally John Rambo. Yeah. And so they show a lot of scenes from First Blood. Then they show a couple of scenes from uh, Rambo 2. And then, honestly, it was like, uh, let's just show one scene from Rambo 3. Like, Let's forget that we actually made Rambo 3. <laughs> And then it was the missionary one, which I think he looked awful in that movie. Like, I hated the long hair, like the hippie look. Oh, in uh, Rambo? Yeah, in Rambo. So it's so funny, man, because that movie is super cheesy. I never saw that when it came out. 
And then it was years, I mean, years later, I saw it. And I I saw it years later, and it was so cheese. You know, I love you, Rambo. You know, and, uh, and she dies, and it's so melodramatic. And it's just a cheesy film with a couple cool parts. The coolest part is where he goes, I'm coming to get you, Murdoch. That part's just, you know, spiking. That was in number two. Yeah. And, and then, well, because that one was Rambo. That was just yes. the name of that one. Yeah, but that was two. number two. It was the second movie. Right, right. And then the other part is um, where he's hid up in the mud. And that's when those when his, When he opens became... his eyes and that's when you can see him in yeah. the mud. That was a oh, great dude, scene. Stuff like that was amazing. And, and it's kind of like there's only a couple cool parts in that film. The rest is just like. But that's why cheese. Rambo 3, it was like they didn't even it's want terrible. to acknowledge that they made that movie. Like, that's how terrible. bad Rambo 3 was. Oh, it, I was just telling Andrew that the other day. She goes, Oh, I think I'm going to watch, you know. And I just said, As long as we don't watch Rambo 3. And she goes, Why is it? And I go, Well, it's pretty much like he picks up a helicopter, puts it under one arm, and points at everyone and shoots <laughs> at every. Like, it's so 80s over the top. <laughs> you know? That's so funny. <laughs> He picks it up like it's a bazooka, you know, points it like, you know, you're just, you're like, okay, we're, we're, and it, it's the equivalent in the Rocky films of Rocky five, you know, the, the, yeah. the, each one of these franchises has one that you just go, look away, look away, you know, like, <laughs> dude, all I can say is if you go see Rambo last blood, call me, I will go with you to see it again. Oh, yeah. Uh, okay. Yeah. Well, see, the thing is, Andrew wants to watch it and she wants to watch all the other ones first. So it's like, uh, but I might be seeing it more than once. That's all I'm saying. I'm, I'm just saying it because of the guns involved in the movie. I was like, ooh, 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 another gun. <laughs> ooh, ooh, look at that. Ooh, PD1. PD1. Ooh, ooh, look what they did to that AK 47. It looks beautiful. Beautiful. <laughs> See, I'm I'm missing out on these little things because I remember when uh, Wind River, you you were oh. like, oh, dude, like that's you were just geeking out on all the different guns. And- I really, I I've still almost gone and bought what's called a 4570 because of that movie. I'm like that that gun that he has is it's like a dream gun. <laughs> I want one. I don't know why I haven't bought one other than. It'd be really expensive to shoot, and I wouldn't go shoot it very often. So why spend that kind of money for something I'm not going right. to shoot that often? But right, it yeah, I want one. Well, we pretty much just fried our podcast this morning by talking Rambo, but it was for a good cause. There are a few film Rocky, Rambo, Star Wars, um, Blade Runner. There are a few franchises that Dark Crystal started this. Anything They're redoing the Last Starfighter. What? Uh, amazing. But, uh, you know, that's a positive than negative because you almost, you know, it's like a molecule. You got to balance out the positive and negative, you know, protons and neutrons to balance out how awesome that is. They're also remaking the Princess Bride. Oh. Well, so, I heard they wanted to, but I think that's a really bad idea. It's kind of like remaking Ghostbusters. And I think you should just. <laughs> <laughs> but I think you should just re-release the Princess Bride. Just re-release it. Don't remake it. That's what they should do. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Introduce. It, oh, I said the neutron. Ne- the next generation. That's the, that's the neutral particle, isn't it? Electrons. Proton. Yeah, you know what's happened to my molecular thinking. I don't know. What do you think I am, a molecular biologist or something? So hey, um, so here, here's the deal, um, Pete. We are, have are we getting now serious? Fourteen now? minutes of 
of Real Talk. So let's all right, all right, hold on, hold on. Welcome hold on. to Real Talk with Peyton right, Jones Scott, and Pete Mitchell. It's time for this week's topic. Let's get down to the nitty gritty. Okay, now unlike we can the go. last time where we just kind of pretended. Yeah, this is for the real uh, nitty gritty. So our topic today is: um, Hey, holidays are coming, and and maybe. Um, the, the big takeaway that you need right now is if you're not thinking about the holidays right now today, um, it's too late. Like you have to start thinking this week. So Pete and I were like, Hey, this is the time. Like if you're not a forward planner, you got to start planning Christmas now. In fact, a lot of people start planning in August. Think of it. It's the, the number one greatest opportunity for the gospel the entire year, this and Easter. So even though we go, oh, the CNE crowd, like for those of you from a Catholic background, the fact is people will come to church this time of year. And so you've got to start thinking strategically. And for those of you that say, oh, you know, um, I think that's cheesy and gimmicky and it's part of Christendom. Um, you know what? I, I'd say I'll ride Christendom as far as it'll go until the car finally breaks down. You know, if it's still going to get me to the next exit, I'll write it. You know, mm. it doesn't matter if it's clunking and smoking. The fact is, if it's going to give me an opportunity for the gospel, I'll take it. And think of it this way, guys. Imagine how far the church in Jerusalem rode the Old Testament worship um, for the gospel, right? All those big feasts, those big holidays. Don't forget that the Holy Spirit dropped on the calendar date of Pentecost on a big feast for a reason right? There were big days at God himself in the book of Leviticus Institute. Leviticus is the only book that if it were the direct words of Yahweh would be all red letter, right? Leviticus is literally an entire dictation from what God told Moses, right? It starts off, and the Lord spake from the tent, and then it he just writes down. And so God was the one that written. What Moses wasn't like, hey, how do we celebrate God and worship him? Well, you know, I think we should have a couple feasts. No, God said, I want you to have these feasts. And so in the church, it's quite natural for us to kind of follow suit and say, hey, we got some big days uh, celebrating the incarnation and the resurrection. And if you feel like that's a sellout, you probably should crack that Bible and stop reading missional books and actually learn that, hey, this is kind of a thing that God actually kind of cares about. And maybe we should too. It's not out of character with the with the Old Testament. So uh, there's my little salty rant. I like it. So um, so let's talk about how to utilize the big day for the gospel. How do we harness this for the kingdom? How do we how do we make sure that we're getting ready and plan? You said that you had just recently done a, a whole big talk on this. Well, see, I did uh, a talk on using events for uh, the real estate agents that I coach. And because, you know, we're coming up on October, you got Halloween and Christmas, obviously, right around the corner. And like you, I wanted them to start thinking about, hey, how can I take advantage of all these times? So, like, let me give you some of the stuff that I was telling them to do, because a lot of it churches can do as well. And, and before you do that, just keep in mind, guys, there's a bunch of stuff coming up. There's um, Halloween. Yep. There's uh, Black Friday. Yep. There's um, Cyber Monday, Thanksgiving, Cyber Monday. Like there's a bunch of stuff. And then the other thing is um, there's this thing called Christmas that's coming up around then, too. And then after that, New Year. So that's all. Well, yeah. So my point to them was I go, look, whether or not like because I've got a whole kit for how they can put on an event, like how they can literally 
promote it themselves, get what we call joint venture partners, which are other businesses that uh, share the same type of client and we can do an event together. And I'm like, but guys, you know, we're coming up on that time of year where you don't necessarily have to do that. Like you can piggyback on someone else's event. As an example, in the community that I live, we have a minimum of two Christmas events. We've got one for the area that I live in called Rossmore and then one for the larger uh, city that we basically share their zip code. We're not technically part of the city uh, called Los Alamitos, and it's a winter festival. Um <clears throat> so we've got two of those for there. We've got uh, all kinds of different Halloween events. Uh, we've got, um, you know, all that type of stuff going on. And my point to them was, look, okay, as a real estate agent, here's what you want to do. And and you would want to do this the same thing if you're a church. So let's say you've got a Halloween festival coming up. And they're offering you the chance to have a booth at it. Because they've, like, we've got one in Los Alamitos. And our church for the last several years um, has had a booth there. And it's usually like, you know, uh, like I think the last year, maybe last two years, it was like uh, a Candy Crush. Is that the name of the game? Or Shoots and Ladders type thing. And they had all these, you know, fun things for the kids to go walk on. And, oh, you went that far. Okay, here's your prize. Or, you know, here's the next thing you got to do. And it just turned it into a fun thing. And, of course, they use it as an outreach to let people know about the church and whatnot. So... You can attend those events as a church. And what I would encourage is the same thing I told the real estate agents. Those events have kids at them. So be thinking, you know, what can I do to make things fun for a kid? As an example, for Halloween, you can either hire someone to uh, who has a, a Jack Skellington outfit or the Boogeyman from The Nightmare Before Christmas, which are really popular kids' movies. That even though they're Christmas movies, you know, it's it's a Halloween type thing um, and people dress up as that. You can basically turn your booth into a photo booth, kind of like how uh, Peyton and I know you're going to talk about this, how at Refuge we had um, the Christmas party and the photo with Santa. Right. And so you have a, a professional photographer. And when I say professional, I just mean don't use an iPhone. Basically, that's what I mean. I don't, I don't care, you know, what else. But it just needs to look like a professional photographer because here's the deal. And this is what I try to impress upon the real estate agents. And this is the same thing I want to impress upon our pastors. The point of doing this stuff isn't to just give people a free photo, or, you know, a really cool background. The point is I want to collect their data so that way I can market to them again. Right. And that's in business. So. What are you making right now, man? You're really you're really throwing me off here. Coffee, sir. You must be making like the world's greatest coffee right now. Well, I'm not making it. I just am pouring it into my mug. So, like, I just pour it back and forth from one mug to another, from one mug to another, from one mug to another. If you want to call my stomach a mug, it is a receptacle of sorts. (laughs) I pour it from the container to the mug to my to my stomach mug. So here's Very here's how you do that event. So let's say you got, you know, Jack Skellington or, you know, Santa if it's Christmas, whatever. They're bringing all the people there. So what I would do is I would, you know, talk to who's putting on the, the, the whole event and say, hey, look, you know what? We want to have a, a photo booth. We want to give to the community, you know, free pictures with Santa or Mrs. Mm-hmm. Claus or, um, you know, Buzz and Woody, or you know, we're gonna bring some Star Wars people, 
because it's Halloween, whatever, they're going to love it. And just say, look, we just want to coordinate with you and make sure that, you know, if you guys already have someone else who's going to do Santa, we don't do Santa, or maybe we need to team up with them. Yeah. And we're well, going to bring the thing, someone. You can team up with other churches, too. Like well, that's, Other churches, you know, but other can, organizations that yeah, want to do something. And then you, you got what, labor to help. You, what do you think are the best options for a church to hook up with? Like when you say other organizations, like you mentioned real estate agents, what do you think for a church? Oh, for a church? Well, any, yeah. literally any. Like, okay, like when our community does their, their um, Halloween event, I don't know what they call it, Halloween, but it's a Halloween event. They've got everything from chiropractors to nail salons to like all these businesses want to connect with the community. And the reality is, is people don't really want to connect with them because like you're giving me this blue nail polish. I'm a dude. I don't care about nail polish. Like it doesn't do anything for me. Um, the chiropractor, unless you need a chiropractor, it's like, okay, you know, this is kind of pointless. And none of them have a game plan. Like that's the thing that I try to get across to the real estate agents that I really want our pastors to hear. No one has a game plan. They're just thinking, what can I give away? I am going to give them something. I am going to give them a great area that they can take a picture. And so at the the winter festival, the city will actually bring in a bunch of like those little I don't want to say costumes, but they'll be like the little, you know, the fake mustaches and the hats. So just like stuff that you can put on your face and signs. And then so like a family can go and they can pick up whatever sign they want and take a picture. So here's the, like you can do this so many different ways, guys. People love to do that. Families love to do that. But here's why I say use a professional photographer or one that looks like they're professional, like um uh, Julie Marquez, who's just a, a, a phenomenal photographer, Charlie's wife. Um, she's I don't think she's technically a professional photographer, but I would have her take photos at any of my events because she's really good. And she's yeah. got a very nice and camera. There's a lot of people out there who are like that. If you even announce from your, the front of your congregation, like, hey, I need I need an amateur photographer, someone who's good, who loves this as your hobby. Um, obviously, we don't have the budget, but you know, you could say we'll give you a little something, you know, a little something. Yeah. something well, you don't even have to do that. I think, I mean, honestly, if they're from your church, then their heart needs to be in the right spot. You're not doing right. this to make money. Like right. you're, you're doing this. Like if I were a business, sure, then I would be offering. Hey, I'll pay sure, my sure. photographer. But as a well, church, and, and also somebody too, can guys, volunteer. Like if it's if you're doing some kind of social thing like that, then you have more leverage. Like if you just go to a coffee shop and you say. Hey, coffee shop, um, I need you to provide coffee and some goodies for this church event I'm doing. And I don't want to pay you, but I just want you to come and that'll give you advertising. Coffee shop be like, no, thanks. Right. You know, like, but if you said, hey, you're a member of this neighborhood, it's like when you go around and do the school stuff, you know, like yeah. you, you go around and you, you, hey, do you want to support the local, you know, the Barons high school football team or whatever you what you're doing is you say, hey, we got this social thing going on. Do you want to contribute towards it? And um, yada, yada, yada. And we'll put you as special sponsors. That fosters goodwill in the community. Yep. And that's what these businesses are looking for. So once you have that, don't feel like you can't go to a business. You can because what you're asking them to do is to do something good at Christmas for the community. Right. And most businesses are thinking, hey, I'd love to do that. 
Well, see, and when you take some of what I'm going to tell you next and you combine it with that, then it actually becomes a huge benefit to the business. So you got your professional photographer. What I give them, our real estate agents, is I actually give them basically a registration form. And I go, you want to have two or three people with clipboards that have these forms. And there's a little box at the top that says session number. And that's where they're going to write in really big, you know, session one, session 10, session 205. And then it asks for their information. We're going to collect their data. And I tell them, this is because we want to get you your professional copies of the photo. So I got to know who you are so I can get them to you. So people will happily fill out that form. Now I got your contact info. Then what I'm going to do is I'm going to have the photographer before that family, before you take the pictures, they take a picture of that form with the session number. And that's how you connect Okay, this form, this name belongs to these photos, this family. Right, right. And now, I know you don't need to print out the photos. Like, we'll do that at some of our, our business events. Like, we'll actually work out a deal with a printer or a photographer. You don't need to do that. Like, mm-hmm. giving them a high-quality digital version that they can then send over to Costco and print them out themselves is fine. You don't need to have that expense for a church. Right. But now you've got a list of all the people in the community. And, of course, you can say, oh, and by the way, don't forget, we've got our Christmas Eve service. We've got our Christmas service coming up. We've got our Easter service, right? Because this is a list you're going to have right. forever. It's so like in business, what we do is we'll say, oh, by the way, I have these additional consumer guides. Check off any that you'd like, and we'll make sure that they're sent to you. So they'll be you know, real estate related because that's, that's what real estate agents want. They want to basically fish out of that pond for a lead if you had something you could also give away um you know uh struggling with uh depression uh having uh, uh trying to stop your divorce you know whatever you could offer consumer guides if you wanted to do that as a church right. as a way to find out okay what are the needs of our community and how could we address them but you don't have to do that that's what my point is as a church but now like you said earlier now you've actually got something that it's of huge value to a chiropractor, to a nail salon, because you're going to say, look, if you work with me on this, like our church is so small, we can't afford the booth. You pay for the booth. We're going to work the booth. And at the end of the day, and we're going to put on the form, you know, this is being sponsored by, you know, uh, uh, the church of Pete Mitchell. Uh, uh, hopefully everyone laughed at that. And, um, <laughs> and Bill's chiropractic. Right. And at the end of this, you're going to get a copy of all the people who came through here. Right. Now, that's lead generation for them. If they have consumer guides that they want to give out so they can you know, make more business, sweet. That even becomes a better deal for them. But right. now, that is a big deal for them because now they got a list that they can go market to. Now, the reality is none of them are ever going to market to it because all businesses are horrible at marketing, which is why I have a job and I love it. But you as a church get to do this, take advantage of it. Now you've got a whole list of people you can reach out to. And you didn't even have to do anything to get, in like the case of my community, several hundred, maybe thousands of people in front of you. You didn't even have to do anything to do it. They were already putting on the event. People were already going to show up. Right. No, that's fantastic. And guys, you know, whatever you end up doing, just start planning now. You know, I I was talking to a guy who um, he had seen the um, uh, jump school stuff and he called up and he was a church who was they were more like a revitalization. He was like, hey, I don't know if jump school is right for me. 
Um, and I said, well, you know, it's really mobilization is what that does for your core team. You could, you could do it. You could mobilize small groups using the curriculum, which after the call, I thought maybe I'll make a version of this. It's for established churches. <laughs> <laughs> well, because it's the same thing. It is church revitalization, church planning. Yep. It's just different totally. speeds. That's all there's, yep. it's the same dynamics. So, you know, anyways, but you know, I was talking to him and he goes, well, he goes, one of the things, we're a church in New Jersey, and he goes, and, and he goes, it's funny because you're talking church mobilization. And, you know, I read your books, and he goes, I basically um, was like, hey, I want to um, I, I wanted to do something. So I went to our church, and I knew none of them is going to be like these gospel commandos yet. But he goes, so I talked to him about, hey, what can we do? They brainstormed, and they came up with Black Friday that they would provide the church. He says a church is next to a, um, uh, you know, shopping center with a bunch of retail, you know, yada, yada. And he said, what we're doing is we're providing childcare and, you know, oh, we have wow. a lot of work to do and this and that. And then they come to the church, drop their kids off. And we're doing almost like a VBS where it's like programs running all day. So it's not just like, Hey, dump your kid in here. Like an Ikea and we'll hope they don't hit each other too hard in the head with foam bricks, you know, but it was literally like, yeah, it, it was pretty genius. And, um, that's a really good idea. I really like that. Yeah. And, and it was just, it was innovative. And so for me, like that's kind of the, the key, that's what reaching the reaching and reach chiching doesn't give you like, this is what you need to do, point one, two, three, because that's never how it works, right? For this church, this was right for them. And what I like to do is to to get you guys thinking about it and talking about it. But he said, he goes, look, he goes, the thing is, people in our church, and this is the way it is with most churches, they want to be mobilized on mission. They just, they haven't been given the creativity to think outside the box. And he goes, right. and for my people, he goes, they're so amp, <laughs> stupid pop filter. There you go. That's why you need a pop filter. But um, I'll say my piece softly. Um, but but basically, he was like, look, you know, our people, they were like, yeah, man, um, we totally want to do this. And he goes, I'm having to hold them back right now. And I said, well, that's that's when you know you're doing it right. And I said, so you've got a taster. I, I did still sell in jump school. <laughs> After, you know, like, well, you know, uh, that's why jump school would be for you. But, you know, the, the reality is, is that, um, it, you know, that's a taste. Imagine that, that your people, they're going to do this outreach and they're going to get addicted to it because that's what happens when you really start doing successful outreach. And, um, and, and you've got a hit, not a miss. You know, you get a swing and a miss. You're like, oh, you get discouraged. Most people that go out there and try to play ball, Get swings and misses. I'm not going to lie to you, but when you get that home run, you hear that crack of the bat, and you watch that ball sail, and all bases are loaded, and you start watching people just run in, boom, boom, getting saved, boom, boom, run into home plate. They're like, okay, I want to do that again. And you know, you'll play some more games, and you'll lose, and that's cool, and that's fine, and you're going to get people striking out. That will happen. That's part of mission, but there's something addictive. Everybody plays baseball to get that home run. All right. It's kind of like why everyone joins the Air Force to fly a jet. You don't always get to fly a jet. <laughs> you play enough baseball, you're going to get some home runs. So, but we're out of time, man. And uh, my pop filter's off and I keep blowing my own ear out. <laughs> cool. Well, all right, guys. Uh, uh, Peyton, you want to give us our, our sign off then? Oh, wait. No, yeah. I'm sorry. Uh, uh, Peyton, 
um, you know, while I'm doing all these events, who's going to help me out with my bookkeeping and my IRS compliance and workers comp and website and all that stuff? Well, it's funny you should ask that. Josh Henry is your man. Um, and, and his, uh, four lovely assistants are your women. They're, no, they're not. That sounded wrong. Both of those sound wrong, depending on your. Anyways, go to simplifychurch.com and, uh, they will sort out all of your bookkeeping, IRS compliance needs, um, even payroll if that is what you need. They even provide VAs should you need such a thing. So head on over to simplifychurch.com and tell them that Peyton and Pete sent you. And, uh, Hey, there's one other thing, Pete, I yes. do want to say. Please. That uh, for some of you guys out there, church planners, you're like, hey, um, some of the stuff that, that you're talking about this curriculum, because I'm <laughs> I'm in sell mode, and Pete will tell you I'm a horrible salesman. But here's the deal. If you're if you're in the place where I was years ago, where, you know, just a lot of that stuff, you're like, ah, I don't have money for that, right? It's it's a high ticket item jump school. It's a six month long curriculum. The only other option that I give to planners is for those that join the new breed network. Um, there is a membership cost. And what I do is anything I produce, uh, when you join that network, you are able to get everything. So all the guys in, in Newbury just get jump school, right? Now they are paying a member membership that helps us keep the, the light switched on, but they get 24 seven, uh, coaching. We use Voxer. We've got quarterly zoom calls of guys like Ralph Moore, Hugh Halter. Um, we've got all kinds of cool things. We do an annual retreat. We do get togethers in the year. And uh, anyways, that's just kind of something to think about. If you've been looking at jump school and you're like, I just can't drop that kind of money right now. I'm not at that point where I have a core team that can share the cost. Then head on over to newbreednetwork.org and check it out. And uh, that might be the way for you to join our community of church planters. And uh, with that, Pete, anything to add? Uh, no, that's it, sir. All right. Well, hey, guys, thanks for joining us today on the podcast. This has been Peyton Jones and Pete Mitchell reminding you, if you want to reach the ones nobody's reaching, you need to go where nobody's going and do what nobody's doing. Thanks for joining us for another weekly episode of the Church Planner Podcast with Pete Mitchell and Peyton Jones. We'd love to hear your comments on this episode of the Church Planner Podcast. Visit us online and let us know what you thought at churchplannerpodcast.com. If you subscribe to us via iTunes and have enjoyed the podcast, leave us a positive review. The more positive reviews we receive in iTunes, the more iTunes will promote us to other church planners who would benefit from this show. This podcast is brought to you by the Church Planner Magazine, which is available in the iTunes newsstand or online via churchplannermagazine.com. Thank you.